Here's what I believe is the main roadblock that mostly prevents us from achieving what we want to be. It's the difficult feelings and emotions that we bump up against when we take steps to pursue the man that we want to be. And it prevents so many guys out there from pursuing a dream. So what do you do? Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Today, I have with me Dan Johnson. And, you know, if you've been listening to all these episodes, you've kind of binged them like a lot of guys tell me they do. You've heard a lot of talk about porn. and good. I think you need to hear a lot of talk about porn in the right light. And Dan reached out to me and said that uh, he wanted to share his his experience, but not only his experience, but his tools. And that was pretty impressive to me. And I it caused a lot of intrigue because I know a lot of guys that struggle with porn and they really deal with triggers and slip back into it very commonly and very often. And I think this is a very standard struggle that men go through. And so, um, of course, I'm going to have Dan come on. Uh, Dan is a father, husband, and he works in the financial industry. You know, I don't know much more about the financial industry, so I'll just say the financial industry. Welcome to the show, Dan. It's really great to have you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So first of all, you work in the financial industry. You're not a coach. I don't know if you're writing a book, but why are you doing this? Yeah, great question. It's not because I have an ample amount of time, that's for sure. Uh, as a husband and a dad of two girls working full time, it really goes back to my story. I think, like most people, what they're passionate about usually goes back to what they've experienced. And so my experience, starting around the age of 13, a friend showed me porn on his computer and from that point on, I was hooked for about 20 years or so, you know, throughout high school, kind of in my parents' basement and going off into college, moving out on my own, struggled throughout that whole time. I ended up joining the Air Force. I was in the Air Force for four years, going cold turkey while I was in basic training for two months, did not cure it, continued to struggle. And all throughout that time, I felt pretty terrible about it. I was single during that time. But I still felt like I wasn't living the way that I should be living. It, it brought a whole, a whole load amount of, of shame and guilt and kind of feeling of hiding a big part of my life. And I did have some friends that I would share it with, which I'm super grateful for. Um, I had different groups of friends that I'd be open about it with. But for a very, very long time, decades, I could not be free from it. And then eventually I got married and confessed to my soon-to-be wife before we were, we were even engaged. I confessed to her and told her about it. And she was super gracious at the time. And, you know, we got married and put filters on the devices and used this program called Covenant Eyes. So she would get these reports. We even got rid of a bunch of DVDs that were kind of triggering for me. And I would still try to find ways around those filters. You know, you'd get, I would be alone at times. I would feel that intense craving when I was alone and I would look for ways around the filters. I would go to Facebook, YouTube, you know, things on my phone. And I would look for ways to scratch that itch, even though we had these filters in place. 
So long story short, you know, my, my wife kind of thought that I was doing okay. And then we had our first daughter and we, we bought uh, an iPad to send pictures and videos to family. And then after a little while, I realized, oh, we didn't put a filter on this iPad. <laughs> so all of a sudden I had this unfiltered access to porn again, which I hadn't had in a while. And it was just a matter of time before too long. I was using that iPad for unfiltered porn again. And that went on for about two or three years. And again, just really huge amounts of shame and guilt and a lot of just living with fear. You know, I, what if my wife asks about it? What if I get found out? So that went on for about two or three years. And then eventually, through a different a series of circumstances, I ended up confessing to my wife about that. And that was on Super Bowl Sunday, 2019. I remember having decided, okay, I'm going to tell my wife about it. We were over at some neighbors at a, at a neighbor's house watching the Super Bowl. My eyes were seeing the game, but I was not registering anything because I knew what was going to be happening after the game. So I confessed to my wife. That was a huge, huge blow to her. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm glad that I did it. But just the amount of pain that that caused, you know, we're kind of still working. I was doing what I felt like most guys were not doing, but I still couldn't achieve what I felt was was real freedom. And I was like, maybe it's just not possible. And so eventually this all shifted. It came to a point. The game changer was was when I, I finally discovered uh, an idea and a, co- a concept that um, at the time I wasn't looking for a solution to porn, but this idea came to me. It had to do with unwanted behavior. And the idea of the concepts goes like something, something like this, just a couple sentences. The difficult part about stopping an unwanted behavior is not simply stopping the behavior itself. The difficulty is what to do with the feeling that you're left with when you don't do the behavior. So I had decided I had committed to not watch porn, right? I was, I was. 100% dedicated. But when I'm triggered, when I feel that urge, if I'm by myself, you know, I've made the decision I'm not going to watch porn. Well, that feeling, that craving, that familiar urge doesn't care. Hmm. You know, that urge arises in you. And I can't say to the urge, you know, that craving, you know, look, I've decided not to watch it. You know, it doesn't just that feeling, that desire, and he doesn't just say, okay, Dan, cool, I'll go away, we're good to go. You're left with that feeling, and it's an intense, intense feeling. And that's when things started to click for me. I had done all this work sort of on the back end, right? The community, the accountability, the counseling, diving into my past, the filters, you know, coming clean with my wife. I didn't have a plan for the front line of this struggle which is that feeling, that urge. So eventually I started to learn, hey, there are things that we know work with feelings like that. Mm. There are effective strategies. Mm -hmm. There are ineffective strategies. I was using, by default, ineffective strategies for over 20 years. Eventually I uh, discovered a plan, implemented a plan, and uh, it 
probably won't be this way for everyone, but within a few weeks of implementing that plan, it was like, this is it. So. Wow. So I, there's, there's a few things, stages I want to talk about in here because, you know, we often talk about triggers, like the mm-hmm. triggers beforehand, but what you are now sharing is the, not the triggers, but when you don't engage what, how to handle or how to mm-hmm. deal with that. So how long did it take? Like you had this epiphany, what we call like an epiphany moment, yeah. right? Like, wow, wait. So what were the actions you took? Like literally the steps you took and how did that, how long did it take for you to like realize, yes, this was it. And do you feel like this is transferable to other men? Do you feel like this is something like, boom, if you click into this guys, like, trust me, it's going to work. And have you seen that experience in other men? So I've asked you like four questions there. Hopefully you can yeah. track with that. <laughs> so, so it's for the last question. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you if I didn't think that it was transferable to other men. Right. I say on my podcast all the time, I am not smarter than you. I'm not stronger than you. I'm not more disciplined than you. I'm pretty much never the smartest guy in the room. And so the takeaway there from that is if I can do it, you can do it. It's simply learning a skill, which we'll talk about. But so the action steps that I took, I realized that there are some steps that that you can take when you're in that moment. There are some things that work with feelings. And I took those things at work and I packaged them into, I, for me, I need something very practical. Give me something to do in that moment other than calling a friend, because I'm not going to do that. So what I did was I realized, okay, number one, the first thing that I need to do in that moment is pause and take a breath. Mm. Because when you're flooded with that intense desire, your thinking rational brain gets switched off. Yeah, you're doing a pattern interrupt is what you're doing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You take a deep breath. I call it a pause. So there's a, there's a four-step acronym that I use, PATH, P-A-T-H. The first one is pause because, again, there's very few things you can count on yourself to do when you're triggered. Stopping and taking a breath is something that you can do. Mm-hmm. And you and that helps kind of, like you said, interrupt what's going on. Sort of stop in that moment. And just realize, okay, take a pause, stop for a second, take a breath, get some of that energy going, flowing into your thinking brain and away from what you're feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first thing to just pause, take a breath. When you feel that trigger, you feel that urge. That's your cue. To take that first step. Okay. Yeah. So you take that, you take that step. It's a mental, mental switch. You pause, you take a breath. Then what you do is the A in path stands for acknowledge. And all you're doing next is you're simply naming the feeling. Mm. Now, this may sound silly, but scientific studies show that when you simply label the feeling that you're having, it decreases the intensity of the feeling. It gets more energy flowing into that thinking rational part of your brain. There's an, there's an author and a psychologist named Daniel Siegel. And he, he has a phrase that he coined that says, name it to tame it. 
and this works with all feelings, by the way, but this feeling of sexual desire, that urge to watch porn, when you simply say, and this is this is the practical application of this. So step one, pause, take a breath. Step two, acknowledge. You simply say, hmm, I'm feeling the strong desire to watch porn right now. And that simple thing, again, it helps put you back in the driver's seat just a little bit more. And it's super simple. But again, scientifically, we know that when you put a name to something that you're feeling without judging it, you're not condemning yourself for feeling it. You're just making an observation. It helps decrease the intensity of the feeling in the moment. And it helps put a little bit more energy back into the thinking, rational part of the brain so that you can take the next step. Okay, so step one, pause, take a breath. Step two, acknowledge the feeling simply by naming it. Hmm, I'm noticing the strong urge to watch porn right now. Step two. That's, can I, I'm going to interrupt you here for a minute. That's really incredible because I've never heard about that research ever. But I've experienced that in my in my own life in in things that I'm wanting to change. I've come to a point in my life where I'm able to stop when I have that feeling like I don't want to work out or whatever it might be. I've naturally come and maybe I heard it somewhere and my subconscious started working it in. But I've started to like literally name this thing, acknowledge what's going on. And it's been incredible the amount of success I've had in moving past that urge to do something or even not do something. It's been like a game changer. And it's, it's funny you bring this up. This is really cool timing because it was about two weeks ago. I'm sitting in my, I'm in my master bed closet and I'm getting ready and I'm kind of focusing on why I didn't work out that day. And I love to work out. And I literally kind of came to this conclusion and named what was going on. And I've been using that ever since. It's been incredible. So this is really cool. I so guys, I'm living proof that 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 one pattern interrupt. I know pattern interrupt works. It's it's uh, biophysiology, whatever you want to call it. It is it's it's scientifically proven. And I know that doesn't mean much anymore, but it really is. And then uh, I personally experienced this acknowledged step. I think it's incredible. Um, okay, I'm I'm pumped now. Let's let's get to T in the path. Step three. Yeah. So. You feel that urge, that's your cue to pause, take a breath. Step two, A, acknowledge, name it. This puts you into the best position that you can in that moment for the T step, which is the timer. So now what? You know, you've paused, you've acknowledged it, great. That doesn't make the urge go away magically. The desire to watch it is still there. It's still urging you and screaming at you to pull up that website or the image. It's diminished a little bit, but you're thinking a little bit more clearly. So what do you do next? This is where you set a timer for 10 minutes. So in the third step of the path plan, P-A-T-H, path plan, you're setting a timer for 10 minutes. I usually do it on my phone or or a timer on the computer or something. During these 10 minutes, you're simply going to let the urge be there. You're going to allow it. You're going to give it permission to be felt. Now we're going to get down. I'll break down specifics because this is the most difficult step. Step one and step two take about 
10 to 15 seconds. Right. It's right. easy. This is where, really where the rubber meets the road. With This is where the muscle is built. This is where the skill is, is kind of honed. So we'll get into specifics. But the main thing to remember is you're setting a defined target. You need a defined goal. We need to know when have we won? When have we completed a rep? When have we accomplished a step towards the destination? So when I first kind of started implementing this plan, you know, I'd pause, I'd take a breath, I'd kind of name it. I knew that those things were powerful, but I wouldn't set a timer. And I'd feel a bit lost. I'd feel kind of aimless because again, the urge is still there. But I'm like, uh, okay, now what? You know, it's not going away. How long am I doing this? Uh, you know. It's like if you hire a strength training coach, you know, you're trying to build some muscle, you go to the gym, you hire a coach, you meet your coach, and the coach is like, all right, Scott, bench press, go. You'd probably be like, uh, well, how many reps? How much weight am I doing here? Am I doing one set? Am I doing five? Do I need to pace myself? You need some sort of defined target that you're aiming for. And that's what the timer does for you. It gives you a defined target. You know exactly how long you're going to just let the urge be there and when you've completed a rep. And it sounds strange to say, well, I'm just going to let the urge be there. Well, there's n- th- this is the best way to process the urge. You cannot make a feeling like that leave. You can't fight against it. There's a saying that says what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely true. True with feelings. Think about any other feeling. You know, if you feel anxiety, if you ever tried to fight away anxiety, like it, it fuels it. So, and this again is you, you read books on on emotions and how to handle difficult emotions. They all say the same thing. You've got to just kind of let it be there, give it permission to be felt. One analogy that I think of a lot is, it's it's not an enemy to fight. It's a friend to allow. It's like, it's like a misguided, passionate friend. It really has the best interest, your best interests at heart. It's trying to help you feel better. It's misguided. It's very narrow-minded. Have you ever seen uh, uh, Inside Out? Have right. you seen that Disney Pixar yes. movie? You got those different emotions in that girl's head, in Riley's head, and they all have their solutions right? Fear is to be afraid of everything. You know, fear, that emotion is like the solution is to be afraid of everything. Anger, the solution is always to get angry about it. With this urge, it's, hey, we want Dan to feel better. We want Scott to feel better. Let's try to get him to watch porn. So it's really a friend, not an enemy. It's a friend that's trying to help you feel better in the moment. It's just incredibly misguided. So you're not trying to fight it away during this ten, these 10 minutes. You're letting it be there. You're letting it rant. It is intense, but you're not trying to push it away. And I'll give you a few suggestions of, again, getting really practical because that's really important for me. What do you actually do physically during those 10 minutes? I'll give you what I have done, and then I'll give you a second idea as well. So, what I exactly what I do and what I still do today. During those 10 minutes, I simply go about my day. Okay, so what was I doing beforehand? Or what would I have been doing if I didn't feel this desire? 
You know, if it's in the evening, I might be reading a book. I might be doing a little workout. I might be watching a movie. I might call a friend, you know, if, if that's something I was planning on doing. One option is to just do what you would have done otherwise. Ask yourself, what would I be doing right now if I didn't feel this intense desire to watch porn? And then you do it with that urge with you. You know, it's like kind of coming alongside you while you're doing it. You just do what uh, you just go about your day or your night. The second option, and as I was thinking about this, I kind of wish I would have done this in the past. You can ask yourself kind of a fun question and say during those 10 minutes while you're, while you're letting that 10 minute timer go, ask yourself the question, what do I wish I was doing instead of watching porn? What would I love to see myself doing instead of watching porn? And think about what are some, some goals that you have? What are some dreams that you would love to work on, but you haven't? What are some relationships that you want to strengthen? Think about a few of those things. Is there a side project? Is there a health goal? Is there a, you know, a book that you've been wanting to start working on? a passion project, a skill, a musical instrument. Come up with two or three things that you would love to be working on that you haven't been. Maybe porn has been stopping you from doing it because it's been stealing all your time. But come up with two or three things and decide in advance. When I feel that urge, I pause, I acknowledge, and during those 10 minutes, I'm going to do this thing. And this is pretty amazing because then you've turned what would have been a time that you would have been spending on porn, followed by the shame and the guilt and the pain, you're transforming that time into something engaging and life-giving and something that you're going to feel wonderful about for days to come after you're done. So during that 10-minute timer, the T-step, you're allowing that urge to be there. You simply either go about your day Or you can ask a fun question and say, what would I love to be doing? What will I be doing when I'm a free man? Do something life-giving and engaging. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's there's a lot to that. You're you're right. Steps one and two are really quite basic. And then step three, I I keep going back to, you know, kind of Atomic Habits, if you've read that book, or um, Tiny Habits, and it's the replacement. And so you're all you're you're actually it sounds to me like you're actually visioning the replacement habit instead of i feel this way and you you're talking about see, stepping into that feel so i'm, I'm going to draw a correlation i believe is happening here i feel this way therefore this is the fix because you got this emotion going on right now you're saying settle into feeling that way embrace it and vision have it start to envision what you would rather have happen instead and so now we were coming up with like this almost replacement and it's the it's the time the fact that the 10 minutes that's pretty intense (laughs) does it feel like forever sometimes so the first few times it did and the first few times I'll, i'll have people ask me well what do you do when the 10 minutes is up and then we'll talk about the age step you know what 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 do you do when you've done all steps the urge is when the urge is still there what do you do i say whenever you feel the urge that's your cue to go back to the p step so when i first started doing this i would have to do the path plan three or four Mm. two or three times probably the first few times which is great because you're learning a skill 
And especially when you're first learning a skill, you need more practice at the beginning. So I saw it as an opportunity. Practice, great. I got to do it three times in a row. This is this is a way to, to hone this skill. But it is intense. And when the, the intensity rises and it falls, sorry, two things that I'll say about that. Firstly, after those first initial times of implementing this strategy, it got to the point pretty quickly, probably within a few weeks, when I would set the timer and I would go about my day. So remember, I wasn't doing that second option. I was just going about my day. The timer would go off and I forgot that I'd even set it. Mm. And that's what happens. That's really exciting when that starts to happen. But when you're initially starting out, of course, that's the hard, hardest point. When that intensity of that feeling rises, it rises and falls. But when it rises, a couple things that I'll do that will help me, again, getting really practical, keep coming back to the breath. Take, Keep coming back to that because you'll notice when you're feeling any intense desire, your breathing starts to be like really just short, shallow. Yeah. Keep coming back to breathe through it. That's one thing that really helps me. And the second thing that helps me, I love thinking in terms of analogies. And so I will think about it in terms of it's like a workout. You cannot have a good workout without discomfort. You cannot work through a difficult feeling without experiencing the discomfort. So like you said, embrace the discomfort and I've embraced the suck because it's actually building something. It's not discomfort for discomfort's sake. It's discomfort for growing a muscle, for building a skill. And so those two things, breathing through it and remembering it's good discomfort. It's a pain that's actually leading towards growth. Yeah, that's that's really good. So I can get into the, the fourth step here. So yeah, let's once, do it. You've, once you've done this, you pause, take a breath. A, you acknowledge it, name it. T, you're setting a timer for 10 minutes. You're allowing that urge to be there, just giving it permission to be felt. Then the 10-minute timer goes off. So you want to celebrate what you just did because that is a huge huge thing that you don't want to miss a huge step towards freedom think of it as you took a massive step especially in the beginning a massive step towards freedom so the h stands for high five high five yourself and the way that i recommend doing that is record your win record your win somewhere and i got this idea from the life coach school podcast brooke castillo completely different topic, but I got this idea from her. Set up a, a glass jar. And every time you go through those four steps, put in a marble or a bead or a, or a small pebble and put that glass jar somewhere where you'll see it multiple times a day. Every time you look at that marble or that pebble, remind yourself of the victory that you accomplished. It is huge, huge. Maybe you struggled for years with porn. You've never been able to really experience freedom. And you just did it. You just took a huge step. You went through these four steps. You let it be there for 10 minutes. You have a plan. You're ready to go. And every single time you do that, you put in a pebble or a marble and you remind yourself of that win. Relive it. Relive the, the feeling. You high five yourself. You record the win. 
and you look at it multiple times a day, then every time you put a marble or a pebble in there, that is a massive step that you've taken towards freedom. So don't miss that. Do not skip that step. That's fuel for your journey. It's massive jet fuel for your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. That's, that's incredible. So have you filled your jar? <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. I bet. Uh, yeah. I've done a couple of different challenges, like with my email list, you know, doing five, five urges a week, you know, practicing on different urges. But that's the cool thing too. Sort of like what you were alluding to. This works on cravings for different things. I am a sucker for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I realize it's not super great for my 40-year-old aging body. And so, you know, I'll use this when I want to try to not eat a full bag of Doritos or, you know, a pint of ice cream. And so you can practice on different cravings and, you know, track it that way. And, and it will transfer back into your craving to watch porn as well. So, yeah. yeah. Filled the, I've filled the jar a few times. That's really cool. It's interesting. I'm gonna be my my struggle right now is Fritos. <laughs> I know that's the oh, stupidest yeah. thing ever. But if there's a bag of Fritos and I just crack it open, like it's like two days and it's gone, and it's ridiculous because I don't feel good when I do them. Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting here going, okay, I can't put a note on the Fritos. I've tried that before. <laughs> I can't not buy them because my son loves Frito pies, so we make Frito pie. So that's out of the, so I've gone through all of these things. I actually think I need to put a jar, tell my family, Hey, I'm putting a jar next to the Frito and use this path thing for me. I'm just really fortunate that I get to use it for, I have to use it for Fritos and not porn. But, hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, I love this so much because it's so practical. And when you look at the science, when you look at the, like the behavioral psychology involved in this, it's, it's brilliant. And, and it's backed by data and, and in history. So I think it's incredible, man. And I got to say too, that's one of the reasons also why I'm talking with you today. I could have just, you know, I, I implemented this plan and literally within a few weeks, I was like, holy cow, this is what freedom feels like. And I could have just left it at that. I've, I'm, I've been living in freedom for about four years now and it's amazing. I, I just knew early, early on, I was so, I just felt angry that I had not heard about this before. We know what works with feelings. It's out there. If you start to do the research, you Mm -hmm. open up some books, it's right there. You know, label the feeling, let it be there, allow it. You know, there's a thing called urge surfing, which which I had never heard about before. And so I just knew that I couldn't keep it to myself and, uh, so the strategy is there, it works, and I'm just trying to make sure more guys know about it because I wish I knew about it. So you you would say you've developed a skill in like avoiding or not avoiding temptation. See, that's another thing. I got a lot of guys who I just need to avoid temptation. Like you tried it with the covenant eyes. There's like this, this protection in place that was going to report to your wife if you'd done things. Do you think that that actually causes more intrigue or, or more creativity? or more perseverating on the thing without a way to deal with it? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Making something, um, you know, off limits makes you want it more, right? The challenge, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it, it, it's extremely helpful. Um, I, I think the allure can increase when you do that. I, I have a podcast episode where I, I use a, an analogy regarding Oreos. And, you know, imagine a guy... You know, imagine when your best friends 
He came home from the doctor. The doctor told him, hey, you got to start eating better. You're going to die. You know, and you and you go visit your friend after this doctor's visit. And he comes to the door and he's carrying a bag of uh, an unopened bag of Oreos. You're like, whoa, OK, what's going on? You walk in, you see another bag of Oreos in his living room. You see another bag of Oreos in his kitchen. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? What's going on? And he's like, I, I don't know. I just uh, I'm just used to having these around. I'm like, you know, you might say, well, aren't, doesn't it just make it harder for you? Anytime you want, you can open a bag of Doritos and, and eat the whole thing or Doritos or Oreos. And for me, it's Doritos. And, <laughs> you know, why would you do this to yourself? Right. That's the situation we're in if we don't have any filters. 24-7, 365, we're the most busy, stressed, anxious culture in human history. And within three seconds, you can pull up any video or image you want anonymously, and it's going to make you feel a lot better. Right. Who can resist that? Who could be expected to resist that? There's no reason why 99% of guys out there struggle with porn. You know? Yeah. So I'm a big fan of having some sort of filter accountability in place, either with a friend or, or a spouse, if, if you're able to do that. I, I am too. And it's one of the pillars that I operate the Brotherhood of Fatherhood under it. We have in our events. Accountability is huge. And I, I really don't think we will ever reach our potential without it. And so, and you know, I've heard of people using Covenant Eyes and it's worked for them. But I think it's this, uh, we're so used to trying to figure out quick fixes for deeper problems. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a filter. It's a it's a way to kind of slow the process down or at least give you a second. It's almost like a forced pause. It's not giving you that deep breath, but it's like a force. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, do you really want to do this? Yeah, I, I just think that so often guys try to go about, you know, quitting porn. And I've talked to probably hundreds of guys about this. And it's just a years upon years struggle. But but I've never heard of actual, you know, like a four step process that's practical and in the minute moment where you're doing something you can do within like a 10 minute time, right? It's like, boom, it may be 11, 11 minutes of time. So there's an action that takes place immediately instead of, you know, doing air quotes, deep work that takes months or years by going to a therapist, which is all really good. You really probably should get down to those deep core issues. What are these mini traumas, little T traumas, as you call them, big T traumas, all the things, what's leading to you, what's driving you in this direction. But that's all good. It's important. But gosh, we got to have a plan in place for immediacy. So that's exactly right. Everything you said, I absolutely agree with. I think seeing, I mean, I think a bit biased, but I think it could be beneficial for every guy to sit down with a counselor and just dive into, you know, what's, what's going on that what happened in his past that's affecting him today that he's completely unaware of. I think having community is so huge. Having filters is so huge. Those are all super, super, I think, important and probably necessary. And like you said, at the same time, whether you're doing that work or not, you will still be faced with that intense desire. You can have a, you'll have a plan for it or you won't. And that's what I was missing. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at this message out to guys. Here's a plan that you can have for the front line. Do the back end work. Super important. 
but here's a frontline strategy that's super practical and effective that you can implement today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have to be honest with you, and I think I told you this when you first reached out to me, I was like super skeptical. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I got so many guys reaching out to me. They all want to sell something. I just don't want to sell my audience. <laughs> like, I just don't want to. I'll like, unless it's, you know, I have a relationship with you and I know what's going on. And, and it was awesome because you came back. It's like, I got nothing to sell. <laughs> I was like, no book, no nothing. No, I got nothing to sell. And that, I just want to lift you up for doing this work because I know that being on podcasts and running your own podcast, which you do, is not like, look, it's a commitment. It's a serious commitment. You're, you're a full-time professional. You have a family. And, um, and that's what I kind of like, well, well, dang, I better talk to this guy because if he's got something that's helpful, then it, you know, we need to share it. You, you make a statement statement that a man's struggle with porn is like a doorway into achieving his dreams and desires extrapolate on that for me. Yeah. Well, think about, you know, for you and for the, for the guy listening, the guys listening, listen, or think about the man that you want to be. Think about the man that you want to become the dreams, the goals, the relationships you want to have. And maybe, maybe where you're not really living up to where, you know, you want to be, you know, uh, you're married and you want to be an amazing husband. You have your kids. You want to be a loving, patient dad. That's what I want. You know, I want yeah. to be an amazing husband and amazing dad. Now, think about what's stopping you. Is it a lack of knowledge? You know, is it simply not knowing how to be a good dad or how to be a good husband? In my experience, you know, we, we, live, we know what we have to do already. You know, we live in the information age. There's no shortage of books. We have about two dozen parenting books on the shelf right now. Uh, there's podcasts out there to grow your business and to, you know, to do all these things. We know what we have to do. Here's what I believe is the main roadblock for that mostly prevents us from achieving what we want to be. It's the difficult feelings and emotions that we bump up against when we take steps to pursue the man that we want to be. So, you know, maybe you want to be an amazing dad. You know, and you just, yeah, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best dad to my two girls that I can be. Well, what happens? You know, five minutes later, your three-year-old drops uh, the, the bowl of Cheerios on the floor and she won't brush her teeth. You know, come here, brush your teeth. Well, that dream and goal went out the window, you know, and then I'll have to set that goal again in a week. You know, it's that I get frustrated. I get impatient. I'm like, I get selfish. What about me? You know, or maybe, you know, maybe you want to start a podcast or a side hustle and you have to put yourself out there. Like, what are my friends and family going to think of me? You know, who am I to do this, that, that imposter syndrome? And you bump up against those difficult feelings and it prevents so many guys out there from pursuing a dream, you know? So what do you do? So here's a question that I started to think about as I started implementing this strategy and handling this feeling of sexual desire, the urge to watch porn. What if I could handle other feelings when they arise? Mm. What possibilities would open up for you if you knew how to effectively handle imposter syndrome, 
or if you knew how to feel that that fear of putting yourself out there, you can't make it go away, but you can effectively handle it and sort of dance with that feeling. Seth Godin says that. He says you can't make the fear go away, but you can dance with it. Mm-hmm. What if you learn how to effectively process your anger that you feel, you know, with your kids or the impatience? So as I started to learn this skill of handling that urge to watch porn, I started to learn and realize some of those same principles work for other feelings as well. If you look at some different books on emotions and psychology, they'll list out core emotions, fear, anger, sadness, you know, joy, things like that. On some of those lists, you'll see sexual desire right next to it. Sexual desire. It's a feeling, it's an emotion. So if you can learn how to handle something like sexual desire, you can transfer that skill and start using these principles to handle other feelings that are blocking you from becoming the man that you really want to be. That's good. That's really good. Because being in the position I am and talking to so many men, bringing men together, there is this uh, fear does block a lot of guys from moving forward and in kind of living their dreams that they might be kind of hiding. Like, do I start my own business? Do I do a side hustle? Well, I'm not good enough. Who would pay me for? And um, it's a real challenge. It's a reality. It's a, And it holds many, many people back. So I love that. I absolutely love that, actually. I think this is phenomenal. So, Dan, anything else you want to share before we close this one down? I mean, we're going away with this past technique, I, I guess is what you would say it is, or or you know, it's, it's like action steps, which I, I love action steps. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I would just say, you know, guys can get the path plan again for free. It's at newpaths.me forward slash plan. They can get that. It's just a one page PDF. They want to dive into the the strategy more than a bunch, you know, some other tools that I use like mental rehearsal, practicing in advance. My podcast is the New Paths podcast with Dan Johnson. I have episodes specifically for each step. I, I like to use a lot of, I grew up in the 80s. I like a lot of 80s movies and uh, I like to use just kind of fun analogies from different movies. And so I dive into each step plus a few different tools uh, in the podcast as well. Just start. You can start today. It feels clunky at first, like learning any new skill, but you can literally start today. If you struggle with porn, give this a shot. You practice on other cravings as well, like we talked about, but you can get the path plan now and just just start. And if you have if you have questions about it too, you know, feel free to to let me know. You can send me an email at dan at newpaths.me. I'm happy to answer any questions that come up. Yeah, and I've been on your website. It took me about 20 seconds. It's super simple form to get that. So that's rad. It's super simplistic, super. And you actually show up in Google searches, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, sure. you should be you should be celebrating that. It's a big deal. <laughs> so, man, I appreciate it. Guys need to tune in to the new paths podcast dan johnson and uh go check out the 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 guide i'm actually if it's a one pager which i haven't opened it if it's a one pager i'm putting it in my cabinet (laughs) in my pantry (laughs) it's one pager i promise yeah that's that's awesome i love the practicality and i love your passion to, to do this with no real monetary gain or you know flex that you're putting forward this is real 
giving and it's life changing. So appreciate you that for that. Guys, I would highly encourage you go down, go go just sign up, get that get that paths one pager because this can help you in all areas of your life. But you know, Dan, you mentioned 99% of men struggle with porn. Is that a real stat? <laughs> I think I my favorite there's a lot of stats out there. My favorite stat is that uh, 99% of guys <laughs> struggle with porn and the other 1% are lying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's other statistics. I don't know that it's that high, but uh, statistically, right. every guy you talk to, it's more likely that they struggle with porn than that they don't. I think the differentiation is the guys, I think we all struggle with porn, in fact, in the fact that we are tempted by it. Like sure. if you if you look at like, and then there's those who put in the work who, who like you, you know, who have, are moving past that. But you know, the, so those statistics are impossible. <laughs> My right. favorite statistic is that 90% of all statistics are made up. I mean, you know, it's like, or whatever it is. It's like, you just can't, you know, whatever, <laughs> but uh, it's really high. It's really, really high. So I think this is practical, but even if it's not for porn, like Fritos, it could be Fritos or Doritos or, or for your fears of starting a business or a side hustle or stepping out into something new. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on this and sharing your invaluable experience and and strategy. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Scott. I admire what you're doing and helping other men and and being all that they can be and the potential that they have. And thank you for being willing to talk about something like this. Absolutely. And guys, just go literally go to the show notes. Uh, Dan's stuff will be there and you can you can go find all of his things and and do the things that you should be doing. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.